Life Audio. Hello. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for us. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, Mark 8, 33. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Today's Bible verse is Mark 8, 33. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. I've written today's verse on numerous sticky notes that I've placed throughout my house, on my fridge, the microwave, the floor at the entrance to my living room, my bathroom mirror. I am committed to memorizing it so that the Holy Spirit can use it to help me filter my words and my actions because I know how often both are contrary to the heart of Christ. All too often, I operate from my interests, which are usually selfishly or emotionally driven, rather than God's. In the passage prior to Jesus' rebuke, he'd fed a crowd of 4,000 from seven loaves and a few small fish, and then he healed a man in Bethsaida. Shortly after, he and his disciples traveled to the region of Caesarea, Philippi. As they did, Jesus asked them who people said he was. They told him what they had heard, after which he asked, but who do you say I am? Peter, who is also called Simon, replied with confidence, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Notice what Jesus said in response, quote, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now, can you imagine what that must have felt like to Peter? Jesus told him, presumably in front of all the others, that his knowledge came by direct revelation from God. Now, keep in mind, this was before believers had received the Holy Spirit to speak to and teach them. Yet, according to Jesus, God himself had spoken to Peter, an ordinary man, a former fisherman, not a priest, not a prophet. That would have been a big deal. 
Upon hearing this, Peter must have stood just a bit taller, walked with a bit more swagger. What Jesus said next, however, must have stopped Peter in his tracks because he told them all plainly that he would be rejected by the religious leaders, that they would kill him, and that three days later he would rise again. Now, Jesus's timing here was strategic. His disciples needed to know who he was in order to properly understand what he would soon allow, but also what he would ultimately do. Yes, he was the Messiah, the long-promised Savior sent to rescue mankind and undo the curse of sin. But he would rise to his throne, not through a royal coronation, but rather through death. To Peter, this was unthinkable. And so he took Jesus aside and he began to reprimand him. And that was when Jesus told Peter, basically, that he had just spoken for Satan. Wow, that's what one might call going from the mountaintop to the valley in the span of one conversation. And it makes me wonder, was it because Peter had been standing on that mountain, maybe pride surging through him, that he felt so emboldened to chastise God the Son? Did he believe because God had revealed to him the truth regarding Christ's nature, that his feelings regarding Christ's death? came from God as well? I don't know, but his response demonstrates that we can all fall into deception directly following great revelation. Notice, too, that Jesus hadn't just told Peter and the others that he would die. He'd promised to rise again. That should have evoked a sense of wonder and amazement, or at the very least, questions. You would have expected them to say something like, Lord, I don't understand. You say you'll be rejected and die, but also rise again. I don't get these two realities, the weakness of death and the power of resurrection. I don't understand how they can coexist like this. But they didn't do that. Instead, Peter rebuked his Lord, and Jesus's response was, get behind me, Satan. This reminds us that whenever we resist God, we are aiding the enemy, our enemy. We are resisting the God who died to give us a joy and peace-filled life, spiritual and emotional freedom, to help the one who is bent on our despair and destruction. And that means we are not only opposing our God, we are also working against ourselves. Further, this passage reminds us to check our perceptions and conclusions before we speak. Peter was so convinced he was right, he rebuked the Son of God. You and I can become just as convinced of our logic, especially when emotions are involved. But our thoughts are often contrary to God's. Wisdom comes when we remain cognizant of our propensity for error and we seek God before we speak. Man's interests usually involve seeing ourselves and those we love kept from pain and suffering. Our love for them, which is a good and holy thing, can cause us to oppose God, which obviously is a bad thing. Now, that's not to say God wants us or our loved ones to suffer. He loves us deeply. He connects to our pain. He stands near the brokenhearted. But like with Peter, God's vision extends far beyond ours, past the pain of today to the joy he's promised is yet to come. And finally, this interchange between Jesus and Peter and the history that followed from that moment continuing to the end of the disciples' life and beyond, it reminds us that even when we blow it, as Peter did, there's always grace. Despite Peter's behavior in today's passage, God later used him to lead his church. And he can use us after our biggest mistakes and sins as well. Christ rebukes us not to condemn us, but to turn us away from the path that leads to our destruction and back onto the road that leads to ever-increasing life 
and effectiveness. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank you for sending your Son, our Savior and Lord Jesus, to earth to show us what it looks like to live for you and to live in your mercy, your love, your freedom, and your grace. Help us to be alert to our tendency to err, to deception. Help us to be alert to our own foolish thinking and help us to seek you, to seek your wisdom, to seek your truth. Help us to guard our words before we speak and to seek your interests above all, knowing that your interests are always good, they're always holy, they're always right. We love you and we praise you. It's in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Your Daily Bible Verse is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.